Welcome to my super type A attempt at being Zen, the podcast. My name is Risha York, and I will be your host. If you are overworked, overtired, overstretched, overwhelmed, just over it, you are in the right place. We like to say we are currently working towards Zen-ish. I'm thrilled that you've joined us. Let's see who will be supporting us on our path to Zen today. Thank you for joining us for part two of Rebecca Bolden's chat. We're going to hop right in where I was singing the praises of Nedra Tawab Glover. And so here we are. Thanks for coming back. But anyways, it's called Drama Free Nedra Tawab Glover. She is amazing. And she was posting things on her Instagram throughout the whole holiday season that was like, here's a boundary you can set. Here's a boundary you can set. And I was like, yeah, yes. And I was resharing a lot of them because I think a lot of people struggle with that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. right? At the holidays. And it certainly, it stresses us all out because it's a different dynamic. You've got different people in your house. You're, you know, trying to make things really special. I, I try and focus now on um the magic i try and think of the word magic mm-hmm. for the entire month of december because i think the christmases that i remember or the holidays that i remember that i have the fondest memories of it's when my mother or my grandmother made magic so you just that's you was like you just stressed me out. you didn't just stress me out. that stress is that triggered me a little bit magic no the when my mother or my grandmother made the magic yeah at christmas time it is all it's on the mother always that's i know and i'm the only one left right so now it's yeah. me i'm the only woman so to create that to magic, create the like, magic that's a lot of pressure it is except for i've tried to okay <laughs> I've taken a very type A approach to it, if you can imagine. And so I've streamlined a lot of things. So yeah, we've gone down the rabbit hole. Um, As a yoga practitioner, what, what do you feel like yoga offers to the super type A woman? I think it stresses a super type A woman out more when I think about yoga. That's been my experience. Um, I think you have to find your yoga. Right. So, you know, yoga can be like the answer. I've, you know, can be the answer. It would be like, you typically think that if you were asking me, the yoga teacher, like what I'm super stressed out, what should I do? Like, you're good. I'm going to say like yoga. Right. And that's going to mean to you a physical yoga practice. Right. Where you, you find a class and you right. start to go to it regularly. Now I've had so many 
people come to me and say, I hate yoga <laughs> so much. Um, or like, I can't sit still. I can't. Yeah. It just stresses me out more. I can't sit still. Um, and I think what needs to be get out there is that yoga is not just that. Right. Um, there's so many different types of right. yoga. And uh, I also find that for like, and we're, don't get me wrong. I love my type A people. Yeah. <laughs> but what I find is that um, a, t- a type A personality is often drawn to a type of yoga that feeds into that type A net. Right. Like a power yoga. Yeah. Or a vinyasa, something fast and flowy and furious. Right. Which is um, comfortable. Yeah. Right. Because it's what you know and it's. But I might argue that as a type A person, what I actually need is the opposite. Exactly. Exactly. So. So I think what I'm, what I'm getting at, like the point here is that it's not easy and it's not necessarily enjoyable at first, right? That it too is work. Yeah. Similar to meditation. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. So, so coming back to the, when I, I just said, you have to find your yoga, your yoga doesn't actually have to be what we think is yoga. It doesn't have to be you going to a yoga class. Right. It could be you going for a walk. It could be you listening to music. It could be, it's the thing that connects you, mind, body, spirit. Right. Yoga means union. Right. So it is whatever unifies those things. Yeah. If for you connecting all of those things together is going for coffee with a friend. That is yoga. Yeah. You know, like all of these, just having that mindset. Yeah. Now, if you are going to a yoga class specifically because of a physical need that you, yeah, that you want, then yeah, go do, do that. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. But um, yeah, I think that when people come to me and say, especially if they're, if they're stressed out like that um, and sort of get annoyed with the like, yeah, just do yoga. Yeah. Think of yoga being so many different. Right. That makes sense. How did you come to yoga and was it on a quest for Zen or did it sort of it kind of fell into my lap. Um, what I would say is that I was already doing yoga. Um, again, because I found at that point I was doing the thing that connected me, mind, body, spirit. And when I, I kind of, when I talk about my yoga, my yoga journey, I have recognized that even when I was a kid, I was doing yoga. Most kids do yoga without knowing it, but oh yeah. And, and that not being a physical practice, although I did love to dance and things like that. Um, but when I felt most myself, when I felt most connected was in my body and I was drawn to dance. Right. So, so that's how I came to yoga because as a child, that was the route I ended up taking and then that transferred into actually going to university for dance and that did a lot that 
well, you know, there was a bit of havoc that was wreaked on my body as a result. And then I found yoga. Right. And it was kind of by accident. I was gifted uh, a path a week, you know, unlimited. Right. To a yoga studio in my neighborhood where I lived at the time. And, and I just completely fell in love, like almost immediately. It was a really great sidestep right. from, from dance. Um, it still had all of the elements of dance yeah. that, that I was used to. And yet it offered the mindful piece. And more balance in your body, a healthy body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I started to heal, heal the injuries that I had sustained yeah. as a dance um, in that aspect. So that was great. But it also, it was also hot yoga. Like it was moksha, which is now moto, but, um, and at the time I was athletic and um, it was, it was like, I liked the athleticism of it. Mm -hmm. It's 26 postures. It was done twice. Like you do those postures twice. It was a set thing, kind of like dance. Like it was like, right. Like a routine. It was a routine. I knew what was coming next. There was, there were mirrors, which I wouldn't necessarily, I don't use mirrors anymore and haven't for years and years and years. But again, it was a bit of a natural yeah. Sidestep from the progression dance world. From dance. Yeah. yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so and how did it fuel your practice of Zen? So because it was hot yoga, the thing that I loved the most about that was the sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was the physically shedding layers of myself and like actually it's really gross but literally leaving puddles of myself and walking away on the floor yeah on the floor <laughs> and that was the first I really needed that tangible physical thing to to connect in that way like yeah I, I, I can needed, appreciate I needed that. to see it before I believed it which is weird because it's not really like me but but yeah. that's what that's what uh, was so powerful to me was like this this letting it out yeah like this kind of gross letting it out whereas now I know I know that's happening right regardless and whenever I do whenever I move at all I think that's also so there's a section in the course where we talk about learning to let go because I think when you're super type A, that's one of the things you're most challenged with. Yeah. And that like, even that phrase, letting go, like I find it can be triggering yeah. as well, right? Like, just let it go. Just let it go. And you're like, excuse me, you don't know what I've been through or you don't know what I'm carrying or you don't know what my baggage is or whatever that might be. Yeah. But and, there's and also. Like it's, it's just thrown out there. Like, it's so easy. Like, like it's so easy. Just, just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Um, I think there's mental work that has to be done around it. It's a lot of work. Right. And, and a not lot a lot of people are stopping and being like, oh, I know I need to let this go. Let me just sit here, parse through all my emotions around that moment. Think about the triggers, understand how it's not serving me. Take some time to dwell on that. And Okay. So we'll just let that go now. Like you're not doing that process 
Yeah, letting go actually is a lot of work. And, you know, and as we know, things manifest in our body. So there's, there's letting it go in that way. There's like, there is going to a physical yoga class and like stretching your hips consistently so that all of that emotion that's been stored there. Yeah, slowly starts to work its way out. Like, emotion gets stuck trapped yeah in In your heart and your bodies and our connected tissue and like if you've been accumulating that stuff for quite some time it's going to take the same amount of time exactly like to let that yeah so I mean but yeah you can let little things go like yeah well I mean we talk about that to a degree like letting the little things go but also just you know in the spaces where we've held ourselves over the coals for too long Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I think we carry trauma and we carry um shame and we carry judgment for a long time yeah and yeah, so these are like these are big things. Like those are the things that take time. They take time. To let go. The little things can be a manner of habit, right? Absolutely. So eventually, you're like, right? I don't need to think about those things. Those are not something I'm going to take on. I'm going to let that go. The big things you have to work on, and it's yeah. a constant. It's a practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think there's also like there's a fine line between letting go and surrender. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. There's some things where you like, I would say, I work often on surrendering control. Yeah, that's a big one. This kind of like we circle back to seasons again, but like this in mothering and in this in when you're in it, and your kids are like, you know, the go, go, go face. Um, and not so independent, like they're still so dependent on you. Again, there's that like you come back to the fact that it is not permanent. Yeah. But that is a surrender time. That is a surrender time. You I know? am experiencing that surrender time right yeah. now. It is heavy. Yeah. And it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. None, none of this is easy. No, none of this is easy. But also, I think, you know, there's surrender and then there's letting go. The letting go for me is what expectations I might've had of, of myself as a mother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let I need go. to let that go. <laughs> like there's no reason to hang on to these expectations or these, because we, I, I don't know about anyone else who's super type A, but for the most part, if you are super type A, you set your own standards and you set them really yeah. high. Yeah. And sometimes it's impossible. Like it literally is impossible level. And not only are you expecting those standards for yourself, but you're expecting them for everyone around you. Right. And that's not fair. And that's not (laughs) fair. So I think, uh, you know, in my motherhood role, there's letting go of those expectations and surrendering control. To what is. To what is. And also, you know, it doesn't mean I don't have expectations of myself as a parent. I certainly do. But also having that conversation with myself where it's like, is this realistic to expect this? Would I expect this of anyone else? Yeah. Right. A great example of this is, do you follow dictator lunches on Instagram? No, I do not. Okay. So um, 
her name is Jenny Mullen. She's an actress. She's an author. She's hilarious. Okay. She's very, very funny. She's married to Jason Biggs. Mm-hmm. Um, she's hysterical. So she has this account called Dictator Lunches on Instagram. And she has two children and she makes lunches for them. And she does before and after, like, here's what I packed. Here's what they ate. And she comes up with some really inventive, cool. And I was like, yeah, I don't have time for that, but it gives me ideas. So like, that's cool. And um, my oldest, his lunch box broke last week and I had to buy him a new one. And I searched like most durable, whatever. So I get this new lunch box and it's got five compartments in it. It's a bento box and it's got this tiny little one in the middle. And I'm like, what's that for and I'm now trying to think like of creative ways to pack a lunch where it looks fun and exciting for him to eat so he'll eat it Mm -hmm. right and I go oh I'm gonna check dictator lunches and for some ideas and I scroll through and it's cute like she does like little shark cutouts something and I knew she was gonna cut things out yeah it's I mean I know but or she'll just (laughs) say things like you know um carrots floating on a bed of blackberries and I'm like cute okay that's cute mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and I I appreciate the inspiration I totally do and but then I think to myself it is not possible for me to set that as a standard for myself right now that is that is unreasonable at this moment in time yeah, like that's an art project. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm so envious because it is beautiful. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, book about it, I think. Like, this is her job, right? Like, she's doing such a beautiful job. But like, truly, I would love the time and energy to do something like that. Yeah, I've made those lunches. Yeah. And, but I, I don't know. Like once or twice or like regularly. <laughs> Like more than once or twice. I don't even make the lunches anymore. My partner does the lunches and has for for about a year or more yeah. at this point. I was like the young, when they were younger. Right. I was definitely the lunch person. Um, that job's been taken off my plate. I love that. I, I definitely offer ideas. Yeah. But I needed a break. Yeah. Well, and that's it. Like you get bored. Yeah. <laughs> I got, let me rephrase that. I get bored yeah. <laughs> of doing the same thing over and over again because of who I am as a person. And I, and my son, my oldest especially is so mini me that if I'm bored, he's bored. Right. So I'm trying to shake it up and do something different, mm-hmm. but that's one of those motherhood moments where I'm like, you don't have to be dictator lunches. No. Use it as inspiration. Be yeah, creative. I, I let it throw stuff together. I don't even do the lunches. I yeah, delegated. Yeah, that that's amazing. I love. That's that. how far I went with letting all of that. <laughs> but like now, I've got a second one starting school in September, and now there's got to be two. Like, there's no way I'm hitting the standards that I'm hitting right now. I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't know. But I think it's the expectation piece, right? I. Yeah. In my brain, they have the perfect lunch that they eat the whole thing and they come home from school happy and delighted and they sit down, do their homework or they sit down and do their reading 
and yeah. we have a lovely evening as a family and everybody eats the dinner I put on the table and like that's your expectation I think in my brain I have these moments I've never lived in a nuclear family right in my life yeah the only example I have of this is Leave It to Beaver. I was just thinking of Leave It to Beaver. I was like, this is very Leave It to Beaver. I know, right? And it's so, if, as a feminist, it's so antiquated too. I'm like, it's I'm not aiming for June. That's like <laughs> not my goal or expectations. It really isn't. But I have zero experience in a nuclear family. Right. So for me... But there's a bit of idealism. There's around. an idealism around it, which I actually kind of find quaint and cute and I don't want to let it go like I've I've had nights like that and and honestly I'm at the end of the evening I'm kind of like in awe like (laughs) that's how it went yeah like I actually we had a really really smooth day yesterday as a family and I I honestly can't take any credit um maybe in the planning of it but the action aspects were that my partner made a slow cooker meal in the morning and and I took my youngest off to a play date and we planned to go snowboarding around three yeah to return to that slow cooker meal and we did nice and it went all very smoothly not everyone liked the slow cooker meal. Sure. But everyone tried the slow cooker meal. I mean, that's something. Three out of four loved the slow cooker meal. We ate it in the living room at the coffee table while watching the last few episodes of Wednesday. Oh, nice. And I I totally had a moment where I was sitting on the coat on the on the coach on the couch and was like, well, this day went very well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, isn't this a nice, quaint little moment? Like we did that on Friday. We we just implemented in my, you know, attempt at being Zen. I'm trying to find more balance with family time, and again, I didn't really experience this much. The closest thing I had is my mom on Sunday nights. We would watch Road to Avonlea and play Scrabble. That's what we used to do when I was little. I loved Road to Avonlea. Yeah, I didn't, but oh. I got to sit with mom and watch. My mother worked like 10 jobs, so it was like yeah, a big deal. It's like, deal. okay, we're going to sit. We're going to watch Road to Avonlea. We're going to play Scrabble. And it was yeah. nice, right? And sometimes we'd have a thing she called the Silly Supper, which was basically clean out the fridge and create like a big platter of stuff. That's that's. That's brilliant as a mother. Right. Genius. When, you know, when you're putting, at this point, you can put yourself in her shoes. Like that's. Oh, it's genius. And my kids to this day love a silly supper. I will be like, tonight's silly supper. And they're like, and it's like crackers and cheese and just whatever needs to be eaten in the fridge, pickles Mm -hmm. and anything. Right. Oh, I've got two extra chicken fingers you guys didn't eat yesterday. I'll cut them into little pieces. and yeah. It just everything bite sized. You eat with your hands. It's super easy. It's great. And sometimes I'll make like a grilled cheese and cut it into eight little tiny things or whatever. But it's literally <laughs> clean out the fridge, get it done. So we would do that. So what we started to do is on Friday nights, we have family night and we 
we're doing family movie night, but my kids are in this phase right now where movies stress my oldest out. Mm. Like the inciting incident, he's very sensitive and emotional. He just gets really upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't want to watch the movie. So we were trying to shake it up a little because we love movies. So at some point we want to watch them again. Yeah, of course. You but will. what and we've and done again, and we will, it'll be a day. Temporary. Yeah. Everything's temporary. <laughs> uh, we set up this new thing where um, everybody gets a chance to pick what the activity for family night is. And it goes my youngest, my oldest, me, then my husband. And there's five categories. There's karaoke night, dance party night, board game night, movie night and craft night. Oh, cool. And you can mix and match them if it works well for timing. That's fun. It is fun. So we had the first one a couple weeks ago and my youngest picked karaoke night because he loves to sing. So cute. And I totally had this moment where the four of us are sitting in the living room and my youngest is at the microphone and he's singing Weezer's um the sweater song (laughs) and I'm just like this is heaven this is what I've always wanted in my life and then it quickly devolved into the children complaining about snacks and getting all upset about something and kind of like you know pop the balloon but I had that moment that moment where I was like ah like this is the imagined realized yeah and so coming circling back to the point yeah which is then being able to notice those moments those moments is huge yeah those moments carry through the stressful time yeah and being mindful in those moments yeah yeah and you can it's easy to get even stressed out in a moment like that Within a moment, because you try to cling to it. You want to hang so on to it. We come back to letting go. And and the practice of Zen, which is not to cling. It yes. Is, it is to just let be it and move. Let a moment move fast. Yeah. So my advice in those moments, like I, when I recognized I was in that moment last night, I took my eyes away from the screen we were watching Wednesday and like looked around the room and took in their faces yeah and actually said like guys I really love you oh you know and it was just like yeah they were just gonna like sure mom <laughs> <laughs> I also like to in those moments kind of connect to all my senses like what yeah. do I smell what do I see what do I hear Absolutely. what do I right that's a very grounding exercise it is you it, it grounds you in, in the moment. So and we'd made, like that night that Q's singing, you know, we'd made stovetop popcorn. So the whole house smelled like popcorn. And there's like little, he's obsessed with marshmallows as a snack right now. So there's all these little marshmallows and raisins on a plate. So, yeah. He's like so excited and he's clinging on to the little microphone. And so it it's just such a nice moment to totally. sit in and I can go back to it in my mind yeah 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 and you know that's that's a privilege yeah because a lot of you know in in stress like if you are in a season of stress or a moment of stress those moments are almost impossible to recognize 
Yes. Yes. So it's nice to remember them yeah. and come back to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I can appreciate that. Thank you for being my guest today, Rebecca. You're very welcome. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm always delighted to have a conversation I with like you. your velvet green couch. Oh, thank you. I also like my velvet green couch. It's so soft and warm and comforting. <laughs> You're here for January and February. I'm here for January and February. If you're looking for me, I'll be curled up on the velvet green couch. It's true. Um, but yeah, I appreciate your insight into finding balance. And I appreciate your insight into, you know, it's a practice, not necessarily a journey. And I appreciate into your, I appreciate your definition of the word yoga. <laughs> Because I think that helps people, you know, people hear that word and are instantly like, nah, I don't hang upside down or get all. And it's like, that's not necessarily what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Find your yoga. Yeah. And if you're in the central Ontario region and you want to check out a yoga class, I highly recommend Rebecca's The Holding (laughs) Space. I really love it there. The space itself is gorgeous. Thank you. And so comforting and warm. And if you're like it is, me, it is, it is not only for mothers. I yeah, say I, it specializes in that. But but there are classes for for anyone for the regular grown up. Yeah, yeah. There's a lunch flow. There's yeah. a right your personal fave, the candlelit gentle the candlelit gentle stretch. It's so squishy, and you don't really do anything other than lean into I'd, I'd say that actually if you are type a and listening out there that is the one that's the you. one you want <laughs> i would pres- i would go so far as to prescribe that prescribe it all the type a is out there i agree you know what it does for me <laughs> is come it and, slows come me down come and squirm yeah in a safe space and get used to that yeah being still apart it slows me down and your voice is so comforting and you like bring us to a place of balance and quiet and it quiets my mind the nice thing about the way I teach not to toot my own horn but but for those type a people is that I I did give you something to think about yeah thank god (laughs) because honestly that's where things go off the rails despite the actual practice itself being slow you've actually got a lot to think about. So yeah, you're being tricked a little bit into slowing down, which I think and connecting to your body. You're very specific. She's very specific about where your body is placed and how it feels and what you should be doing, which connects you immediately mind body and puts you in a very mindful space. You drop in, you drop in. Thank you listeners for tuning in to my super type A attempt at being Zen, the podcast. I hope you join us for our next episode. Um, We have so many exciting people coming onto the podcast and it's, I highly suggest you don't miss out. So add us to your favorites, listen to everyone as they are released and join us around the forever conversation because the forever journey of learning to find your zen thank you for listening like and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts 
Visit www.yorkmotivational.com for more information on my super type A attempt at being Zen, the coaching program, Lead Without Permission, or visit our contact page to reach out to Risha. Wishing you all continued balance and fulfillment on your road to Zen.